Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome to the show in his first appearance on the podcast, Mr. Red Skeleton. Mr. Red Skeleton started his career out in the late 1930s, appearing behind on the Broadway stage and behind the microphone. His career expanded from 1937 to its final end in 1971. Mr. Red Skeleton appeared in many movies and TV shows such as Bathing Beauty, Neptune's Daughter, Bureau Dupree Was a Lady with Miss Lucille Ball and Mr. Richard Kelly, Three Little Words with Mr. Frank Astrati, Lovely to Look At, The Fuller Brushman, and many others. Mr. Red Skeleton is best known for his comedic performances, appearing as a clown, and many others. He also appeared behind the microphone in the 1971 TV special Rudolph's Shiny New Year. But today Mr. Skeleton appears with his on the show for his first appearance which was in 1941 the pilot episode and it is called Policeman. And in this next episode, Mr. Red Skelton also host Mr. In this second episode, he hosts his Halloween party with his well-known comedic friends. I hope you guys enjoy Mr. Red Skelton and his performance on the show this morning. Please stay tuned after his performance to hear an update of tonight's episodes. And once again, guys, always remember to enjoy the show. Thanks. The Raleigh Cigarette Program, starring Red Skelton. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Truman Bradley saying welcome to the Raleigh Cigarette Program, starring Red Skelton with Ozzie Nelson and his orchestra, Harriet Hilliard, and Wonderful Smith. And now, Raleigh Cigarettes present Red Skelton. much, ladies and gentlemen, and good evening, and welcome to the Bundles for Skelton program. <laughs> it's really, though, it's a lot of fun being here tonight. It's just like a big Hollywood opening. Yeah, did you see that crowd outside the studio, Red? Did I see them? Uh-huh. Three of them was my girl. Oh. <laughs> mm. 
But you know, Brad, coming through that crowd was really sort of a thrill because I didn't think anybody would recognize me. All of a sudden, someone yelled, Red Skelton's in the crowd. And they all turned around and looked at me. Gee, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was sorry I yelled. <laughs> Skelton, you know, I've never worked with you before. No, Are you a pretty not... good comedian? Well, I don't know, but I'm the best they could get for 36 coupons. Fred, <laughs> <laughs> I understand that the sponsor signed you up at dinner last night at the Brown Derby. Yes, he had his choice of me or two vegetables. Two vegetables. <laughs> But really, our sponsors are really... He's really a fine man, no kidding. He's got a great sense of humor, too. I'd, he'd tell a joke, and then I'd laugh. <laughs> then I'd tell a joke. Then he'd tell a joke, and I'd laugh. <laughs> oh, I see. But, uh, but it must be wonderful having a program all your own. Yeah, I'll say it is, Brad. Just think, I can do anything on this program I want to. I can even have my grandmother on here if I wanted it. Well, why don't you have your grandmother on here? I think I will. <laughs> Starting tomorrow, we'll build a wrestling arena. Here. Here. Oh, by the way, Brad, did you get the phone call that came in for you a couple of minutes ago? Oh. It was from a man from the Automobile Finance Company. Finance Company? Yes. What do you want, Rick? I don't know. He just says, we give up. Where is it? <laughs> Gee. Gee, Red, you don't think they'll take my car away, do you? No. Finance companies don't take your car away anymore. They don't? No. They just go over to your garage and melt it down right there. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to worry as long as nobody takes my wardrobe. Yeah? I'd hate to lose my reputation as the best-dressed man in Hollywood. Yes, that would... You're the best-dressed man in Hollywood? Oh, sure. Well, uh, unscrew my beret and catch a head cold. <laughs> <laughs> you being a well-dressed man of Hollywood, what do you think of this suit? Just the thing for picking grapes. Yeah. <laughs> Red, how much did you pay for that suit? It cost sixteen fifty. Of course, I got 14 pair of pants in the first dance Saturday night at the Palladium. <laughs> Pardon me, Mr. Skelton, but I have a little novelty I'm sure would go very well on your program. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm... <laughs> I'm looking for novelties. Uh, what do you do? Well... I sing Daddy and drink a glass of water at the same time. You sing Daddy and drink a glass of water at the same time? Yeah. How does it... Yeah. <laughs> well, how does it sound? Terrible, but it's cooling. Yeah. Well, right after the program, I'll meet you at Long Beach. Yes. Hello, Red. Oh, Harriet Hilliard, ladies and gentlemen. look pretty tonight. Oh, thank you, Red. You look clean yourself. <laughs> Say, you really look nice, though. How do you like my new open-toed shoes, hmm? Is that what they are? Well, what did you think? Well, I didn't know whether your toes were creeping or your shoes were backing up. <laughs> I can see you don't know anything about women's clothes. Well, I don't. But in Hollywood, you don't have to. Hey, look, maybe you could tell me something. Why do all the women wear slacks out here? My girl doesn't, you know. Why not? Well, she isn't fat enough. <laughs> Thanks a lot, both of you. <laughs> but, Harry... <laughs> but, Harry, uh, just tell me one thing. Uh, I'd like to tell you one thing, rather. We're really happy to have you here on the program and being part of it. Oh, really thank you, Red. And thanks, too, for the flowers you sent me. Oh, oh they're beautiful. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. 
Did you like them? Oh, yes. But you didn't have to buy me flowers. Well, I didn't exactly buy them. I picked them out of your front yard. <laughs> Say, where were you before? I was looking all over for you. Really, Harriet? Yes. You were looking for me? Mm-hmm. Gee, they always told me I'd never know the difference. <laughs> well, look, Harriet, I've got an idea. After this show... I'll wait. <laughs> Came by carrier pigeon. <laughs> Look, Harriet, I've got an idea. After the show is over, let's you and I make friends over a cup of coffee. Huh? I don't like coffee. Well, then how about a nice, cold, tasty ice cream soda? I hate sodas. Well, what about a glass of water? Ugh. Well, what do you like? Mothballs? <laughs> Hello, folks. Oh, Alzie Nelson, ladies and gentlemen. We're proud of you, Ozzy, the way you led the band. Now go back and lead it. I'm sorry, Red, but Harriet and I have to get ready for our duet. Duet? We really hate to leave you. It'll be dull and lonely without you. Put some expression in those lines. Come on, Harriet. Well, look, I don't know why... It, that's my line, if you don't mind. <laughs> I don't know, but for some subtle reason, Mr. Nelson, I, I don't like you. And another thing, why do you carry that baton around with you? Well, because it can't walk. Come on along, Harriet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Harriet can't go uh, away from here. Besides, you just met her. Oh, that's where you're wrong, Red. I've known Ozzy for years. You have? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. We've been great friends. Oh. Anybody want to shoot some pool after the program? <laughs> One of our great American traditions is that of telling your hostess you had a wonderful evening, whether you have or have not. We introduce two young people who've just spent a miserable evening, and here they are. Goodbye now. Goodbye now. We've spent a most enjoyable night. Your husband's so cute when he's tight. Yes. Well, goodbye. 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 Goodbye now. Goodbye now. We think your house is just the last word. And your brother's jokes, the funniest I've heard. Really, I thought I'd die. Well, goodbye. We've really spent a lovely evening. Yes, the dinner was especially fine. Oh, and those movies of the children, delightful. And wherever did you find that delicious wine? Goodbye now. Goodbye now. We hate to leave our hostess and host. But as they say in France, adios. And so goodbye. Goodbye now. That's what they really did say. But here's what they would have said if they'd only told the truth. Goodbye now. Goodbye now. And though I know this is impolite, I spent a most unhappy night. So did I. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye now. Goodbye now. We'd like to file a last complaint. Yeah, don't think this ain't been charming, because it ain't. <laughs> well, goodbye. 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 Your Uncle Charlie's corny card tricks. We didn't find amusing a bit. We've spent a most delightful evening. 
But we'll have to admit that this wasn't it. Goodbye now. <laughs> Goodbye now. And though we never forget a face, We'll make exceptions in your case. And so goodbye. Goodbye now. That was uh, Ozzy Nelson and Harriet Hilliard singing goodbye now. Oh, Harriet, don't go away. I want to ask you something. Sure, Red. What would I do you want? Well, what do you want? What <laughs> This is not the American tobacco program. <laughs> Too bad we can't leave that in. Look, I saw <laughs> I saw you talking to one of the studio police a few minutes ago. Now, not that I mind, but I'd like to know how where I stand. Is he one of your boyfriends, too? Oh, no. He's just an old friend of the family. Oh. And I was so glad to see him that I just walked up to him and gave him a great big hug. Oh, and I... taking the law in your own hands, huh? <laughs> no, Reg, you don't understand. He's married and has a big family. Oh, he has a beautiful home and two of the finest St. Bernard's I've ever seen. Oh. Just another cop with two big dogs, huh? <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. You know, really, in truth, do you ever stop to figure that everybody makes fun of the police? I mean, they've always pulled jokes about them and everything, but did you ever figure out... What all police have to go through. Oh, they really have a tough job. They really do. I'd like to try and show the different type of police that we really have and what they have to go through. Now, to start off, a lot of times when you mention the word police, right away you get the mental picture of an officer like this. All right, bud, get moving. You can't park here. Get out of there before I give you a ticket. Now, you know when he yells like he doesn't mean it. He's not really that type of a guy at all. What he really means is this. All right, bud, get moving. You can't park here. Get out of there before I give you a ticket. <laughs> now, let's get into the lives of the police. First, we'll start off with a mounted policeman. Of course, you know what a mounted policeman is. That's a guy that can look in five directions, cut in front of two women driver, and give out a ticket while in midair. <laughs> uh, they're usually officers like this. Hey, pull over there. Well, what's that? I said pull over there. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said good morning, Governor. No, I didn't say good morning, Governor. I... Oh. Governor. Oh, Governor. Well, nice day for a veto, isn't it? <laughs> I, uh... <clears throat> sorry if I've uh, slowed you up a little, Governor. Wait a minute. If you're the governor, what are you doing with a California state seal on your car? Why, this is California. It is? How did I get over here? I'm an Arizona cop. <laughs> then we have the mounted policeman. I once knew a mounted policeman. Oh, there was really a terrific horseman. He used to ride his horse backwards. He said it made the horse nervous to have anybody look over his shoulder. <laughs> Well, uh, mounted policemen uh, are usually like this. I'll play the part of the mounted policeman. Whoa! Horse must have on rubber shoes. <laughs> Say, uh, pull over there, fellow. What's the idea of weaving down the middle of the road like that? Why don't you stay on the, your line, huh? Uh, excuse it, please, officer. I'm not wanting to dirty the white lines. <laughs> Well, I'm 
sorry, bud. I'll have to write you out a ticket. What's your name? Stanislaus Bogosilovsky Ritznop. Yeah! <laughs> Pass, friend. <laughs> With a name like that, he'd be better off with a number. <laughs> if I know this country, he's got one. <laughs> then we have a bashful policeman. Did you ever see a policeman with an inferiority complex? They usually patrol the lover's lane out in the suburbs. Suburbs, that's for, uh, Latin for long bus ride. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Now, this uh, officer has just received a call to check up on a holdup out in Lover's Lane. And every time he gets around parked cars, he gets very shy, very bashful. One of these type of guys. Well, there's a car. <laughs> Isn't it a beautiful night? Oh, yes. Oh, pardon me, fella. Your lips are like pedals. Yeah, bicycle pedals. Hey, fella. Oh, someday you'll be the greatest band leader in the world. And make $10,000 a week. Then we can get married. <laughs> $10,000 a week? Ah, that's youth. Here they are, willing to sacrifice everything and just struggle along. <laughs> $10,000 a week. The only, guy ever ten, uh, the only guy that ever got $10,000 a week for leading a band was Jesse James. <laughs> Pardon me, fellas. Will you always love me? Yes, I will. Will you call me your Harriet? Will you call me your Ozzy? Will somebody call me when this is over? <laughs> Say, Ozzy, don't you see me standing here? Yeah, don't you see me ignoring you? Yeah. Oh, where can we go to be alone? I don't know. Why don't you get yourself a couple of parachutes and try Devil's Tower? <laughs> now, officer, why don't you do your duty and then go back to sleep? Okay. Now, look, I don't want to be an old Budinsky, but have you heard anything around here about a holdup? Oh, yes. A fellow just held us up. Yeah? Well, I'll have to make out a report. What did you lose? About ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> then we have the tough cops, you know. I, I once knew an officer who was so tough that he used to eat raw meat and then sit in boiling water to cook it. <laughs> but he was really... <laughs> He was really the sweetest guy in the world, even when he was giving out tickets, the, until one of those companion drivers would butt in the conversation. You know what a companion driver is. Well, uh, this time, I'll play the part of a companion driver. <clears throat> Come on, pull over to the curb. Why, ain't we drunk enough to drive? <laughs> hey, pipe down, Joe. This cop looks tough. Uh, you just ran through a light. We're going to a fire. Yeah, we're going to start one. <laughs> oh, arsonist, huh? Yeah, and we'll vote for him the next time. Oh. <laughs> Come on, let's see your license. No. Officer, he hasn't got a license. He's my buddy. I'm teaching him to drive. <laughs> well? <laughs> well, in that case, let me see your license. Now, wait a minute. Let's not get nosy, officer. <laughs> come on, come on. Somebody's got to have a license. I'm very sorry, but I haven't got a license. 
No, he couldn't get a license because he's nearsighted. <laughs> the poor boy, he can only see about three feet in front of him. Well, then how in the world does he drive a car? He just follows the radiator cap. <laughs> pretty good tonight. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you off this time, but, but I want you to get a license, see? Thanks, officer. I'll get one the first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's darn nice of you, officer. Here, have a drink. Oh, no, I never drink. Oh, come on. Have a drink. <laughs> it's good stuff. If you don't believe me, smell his breath. <laughs> oh, drunk driving, huh? Do you realize you can get a year in jail for taking just one drink? A year in jail for just one drink? That's right. How many drinks has your friend had? I don't know. <laughs> but I think you better give him a rate. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you can get thrown in jail for drinking in your car. Oh, well, then that's different. What do you mean? Well, this isn't his car. Oh, oh no? Well, then whose is it then? Oh, just some guy that stepped into a drugstore with a motor run for a short coke. <laughs> oh, a stolen car. Oh, uh, don't worry, officer. He didn't steal it in this state. <laughs> did you drive it? Did you drive it over the state line? We didn't fly it in. <laughs> well, then that's a federal case. Is that better? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, come on. I gotta take you guys down to the police station. Oh, no, you don't, Bub. <laughs> Bub, call a wagon. You ain't riding in this car. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Take it easy. Come on. Come on. Move over. Now, wait a minute, Bub. Bub. We're taxpayers, Bub. Bub. Call a wagon and make it wagon number two. The springs are better. <laughs> Listen, for two cents, I'd punch you right in the nose. All right. Here's two cents, and I'd like to see you do it. Well, do I get a receipt? <laughs> Really, the toughest life of all is the rookie. No matter what they do, they're always it's always wrong. And this time, uh, we go to the desk, Sergeant, where one of the boys has just been called on the carpet. Uh, did you send for me, Sergeant? Officer Skelton, were you at the filling station last night when it was held up? Yes, sir. Didn't you see the man holding it up? Yes, sir. And didn't he look suspicious? Well, I couldn't tell. He was wearing a mask. <laughs> Skelton, I'm afraid you'll never make a police officer. No. I've been reading your reports here. Oh. See, it says, last Wednesday you were told to break up a gang of high school kids who were hanging around the pool room. I tried, but those kids were tough. <laughs> Gee, some of them were 10 or 11 years old. <laughs> and full of vitamin B1. Oh, they couldn't have been that tough. Oh, no. Look at this letter I got from one of them. Huh. It says, Dear Officer Red." If you don't stay away from our hangout, we'll break both of your legs. Signed, Positively. Well, I'm going to give you one more chance. Now, okay. you take over here at the desk. I have to go down and do some work with a lie detector. Oh, by the way, how is the little woman? Huh? <laughs> oh, say, and Sergeant, if you're going out the front, would you move my car? I forgot and left it parked in front of a fire plug. What? <laughs> Skelton, at times I wonder how you ever got your junior G-man badge. By the way, how did you get it? 
I thought they only gave those to little kids. They do. And everybody thought I looked very cute in my Curly Temple Wampers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Skelton, from now on, you can just call me Sergeant Stinky. Stinky? Would you get mad? Why worry? You're on two weeks' notice now. What do you got to lose? I wish I were a woman. I'd have slapped his face. <laughs> oh, well, it's good to be able to sit down, though. Gosh, I wish I could take off these tight shoes. Oh, what tight shoes cops wear. Oh, I wish I could just take them off and let my toes spread out like the spokes in a wagon wheel. <laughs> I thought that looked too funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I better make a few calls. Calling all cars, calling all cars. Proceed at once to Moe's Delicatessen. An actor just stole the ham. An actor just stole the ham. Bring back the one with the government seal. <laughs> officer, officer. What is it? There's a riot in front of Shapiro's department store, 27 Hill Street. Open from 9 to 5. Sale tomorrow. Women's and Mrs. Dresses. All sizes, reasonably priced. Easy times. Come early. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, who are you? I, I ain't the man from the May Company. <laughs> we did I hear somebody knock? Yes, I heard somebody knock. <laughs> Sound man will get a ticket for poking. <laughs> Officer, I have a complaint to make. This man has been following me. Yeah. Hey, fella, straighten up. Put your eyes back in, will you? <laughs> Uh, say, uh, 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 police station, uh, how did I get here? You followed this woman here. Uh, 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 gee, it's always like that. <laughs> Every time I follow a pretty girl, uh, 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 something breaks the spell. Well, aren't you going to arrest this man? No, he's just a Hollywood wolf. This town, this town is full of them. Yes, I know. Down on Hollywood Boulevard, when a guy see, meets a girl, he says, Hello? Uh, by the way, what do you do for a living? I'm a model. And you know all day long people keep looking at me. I'm developing a complex. You're a model? Yes. Maybe you could suggest something that will kill that feeling that someone is staring at me. Well, yes, one thing might help. Next time you go out for lunch, try slipping something on. <laughs> oh! <laughs> You can't do this to me. You ain't got no warrant. You ain't got no Haber's corpus. You ain't even got a temporary disjunction. No, but we got you, bub. <laughs> Let go of him, officer. Uh, name, please. Smith. Uh, Wonderful Smith. Wonderful Smith? Yes. Is that your real name? Yes, sir. My name is Wonderful, and my sister's name, Marvelous. I got two brothers, Colossal and Terrific. <laughs> And my other sister, Stupendia. <laughs> and the baby, not bad. What happened there? We moved out of Hollywood. <laughs> well, wonderful, what do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Uh, let me see. What else have you? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, are you innocent? <laughs> Why, Judge, of course not. Are you? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, fellow. Looks like I got... 
Looks like I gotta lock you up, fella. Uh, can I call my lawyer? Yeah, but don't use that phone. Use that pay phone over there. Sure. Uh... You put in a slug, didn't you? <laughs> Hello, operator. Give me number one, five, ring three, Washington, D.C. Oh, your lawyer's in Washington. Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Wilton? (laughs) This is Wonderful Smith. What? You don't know me? Maybe you know my cousin then, uh, Joe Smith. He's right there in Washington. He's got a little shoe shine stand on K Street. <laughs> that is, he had a shoe shine stand, but he went broke. Now he ain't got no business. What's that? Oh, there's a lot of people in Washington ain't got no business there. <laughs> oh, you still don't remember me? Well, I'm the wonderful Smith from Hollywood. Maybe you've seen me in the pictures. What's that, Mr. Wilkie? You say you ain't never going to see another movie as long as you live. (laughs) What's my trouble? Well, sir, I bought a suit for a dollar down and a dollar a week. But the weeks are rolling round faster than my dollar. (laughs) No, sir, I didn't buy the suit of my own free will. I I was just walking by on Main Street. (laughs) I was looking in a clothing store window, and I said to a man standing there, look at that beautiful red plaid suit. (laughs) And the next thing I knew, I was yelling, put me down. (laughs) Yes, sir, and when he put me down, I ran out of the store but I had on the red suit. <laughs> now I'm having trouble with the finance company. I was paying interest on the interest. <laughs> What'd you say? Security? Yes, sir, I left security. But what I want to know is, how long do I have to pay before I get my right arm back? <laughs> What's that, Mr. Wilkins? I shouldn't worry, because you'll come and get me out just as soon as you figure out a way to balance the budget. Oh, Mr. Wilkie, then you mean I was in jail for life. Ozzie Nelson and his orchestra playing Swinging on the Golden Gate, and very good, too. <laughs> hey, Red, 
didn't know you were so well misinformed about the police force. Oh, sure. Oh, you don't think I know anything about the police forces, huh? Well, I'll have you to know that I used to be a private detective. Oh, really? Yes, that's right. I'll never forget my first case. Your first case? What happened? After the third bottle, we played What's My Name and Nobody Knew. <laughs> You're a card. But tell me more anyway. Tell me about your experiences as a private detective. Well, one day I was in my office, and the telephone started to ring. Hello, Skelton Detective Agency. Uh, say, I'd like to have some protection. I have a feeling I'm going to be shot. Oh, what makes you think so? Well, my wife is standing in front of me with a dirty look and a gun. Oh, well, I'll be right over. Where do you live? On Sepulveda Boulevard. Sepulveda Boulevard. Yes, How sir. do you spell Sepulveda? Uh, it's S. S. E. E. P. P. Uh, U. U. L. L. Too bad. If you lived on Vine Street, we could have saved him. <laughs> oh, hello there, Detective Bradley. Hello, Chief. Sorry I'm late. I've been out with my girl. Say, are you still going with Big Nose Annie? Oh, Chief. Chief, her nose ain't so big. Oh, no? Then why does she keep it in a holster? <laughs> well, Chief, you know how she freckles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I was sure glad to hear that you saw the Eagle Hotel case, Chief. Yeah, I caught the guy just as, as he was leaving in the hotel room. Well, tell me, did he have the towels in his suitcase? No, but he had the chambermaid in his grip. <laughs> Boy, what a joke. Listen to it, Fizz. <laughs> there, there. Take it easy now, Chiefy. The Sandman will be along pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Chief, I uh, saw you shadowing that blonde... Uh, did you hang anything on her? No, vice versa. <laughs> well, you certainly got a great system around this office. Everything's so neat, everything right in its place. Yeah, that's right. Say, while I'm thinking of it, go over to the file marked confidential and get me a ham sandwich, will you? Right or right. Blotting paper will do. <clears throat> you know, Skelton, you're really a great detective. Yeah, I'm known as Bloodhound Skelton. The human bloodhound. That's me. The human bloodhound. Well, don't stand there wagging your tail. Mr. Bradley! <laughs> well, anyway, I admire you, Chief. You're fearless. Absolutely fearless. Yeah, I think nothing of walking into a Hollywood nightclub with just a bayonet. <laughs> well, I carry a fork myself. Well, <laughs> well if you're effeminate. <clears throat> oh, well. <clears throat> Say, uh, Red, uh... Do we have to go out on any cases today? Yes. Did you hear about the trunk murder? Trunk murder? Well, it wasn't exactly a trunk murder. They found a dead midget in a zipper bag. <laughs> Who do you think did it? Huh? Who do you think did it? His wife, but I think she's got an alibi. Yeah? Yeah, she said she met him at a bread counter, and he, he came already sliced. I <laughs> I'm beginning to read the blotches on the paper now. <laughs> oh, hello, madam. What can I do for you? I'm Detective Skelton. Well, uh, do you follow women... Well, yes, if it's business. Oh! What happened? I just went out of business. <laughs> well, that's life. What's the next case? Well, say, uh, why don't we go down to Burlesque Show and arrest that girl who does a strip tease with marshmallows? Huh? Yeah. I said, let's go down to the Burlesque Show and arrest that girl who does a strip tease with marshmallows. What'd you say? <laughs> skip it. Skip it. 
Ghost, Skelton Detective Agents. Jeepers Peepers. Sorry to disturb you, but could you come right over? Why, sure. Something happened? Yes. What? Murder. <laughs> Murder? I'll be over there before you can say Jack Robinson. Did anybody say it? Well, this looks like the house, Red. Shall I uh, push the doorbell? Nah, let it. The Raleigh Cigarette Program from Hollywood, starring Red Skelton, with Gar Fouts, Harriet Hilliard, Wonderful Smith, and yours truly, Truman Bradley. <laughs> well, that's our three-piece orchestra. A piano, a stool, and a guy sitting at it. brilliant young comedian, the star of our show, Red Skelton. Thank you very much, Truman, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Say, Truman, did you hear about the Halloween party I threw for the sponsor last, uh, last night? Yes, I did, Red, but you know, Halloween isn't until next Saturday. How come you had the party last night? Well, I was afraid the girl I managed to get for the sponsor wouldn't last till next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Old, huh? Old? Say, you remember those, you, you've heard about those big uh, dinosaurs that appeared on the earth about 8,000 years ago? Yeah. Well, that was the first thing she ever saw that scared her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, me in it. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he wanted some, uh, he wanted to meet some movie stars, so I called up some glamour girls I know. What happened? She refused. <laughs> Red, I understand Hopalong Cassidy was out there. Yeah, he's a hard man to talk along, uh, talk to, that Hopalong. Why? All night long, he tried out to hop uh, the Welsh rabbit. <laughs> I was all hopped up one. <laughs> now, if we were smart, we'd finish the program right there. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were, Gar? Uh, yeah, somebody told me I looked like a Ford, and I believed him. <laughs> Say, Rat, was that Edward Arno I saw at your party last night? Yeah, he came in arm in arm. Arm in arm with who? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, with Edward Arnold, you don't need anybody else. <laughs> Red, who's the sponsor like best? Uh, Hedy Lamar? No, some girl named Allison McGillicuddy. Allison McGillicuddy, you never heard of her Well, neither did I, but she's a chain smoker <laughs> He didn't uh, ply her with wine They just sat there smoking and looking through the Raleigh Premium book <laughs> He said one thing, though, that made good sense yeah, What was that, Red? He said that the boys in the service at Christmas time Will probably be in spots where they can't uh, buy Christmas presents for their buddies So he's going to send his boy an extra carton of Raleigh So that regardless to wherever his boy is You'll be able to join in with a Christmas spirit. Well, gee, Red, I never thought of that before. Say, by the way, Brad, do you think the listeners would think I was trying to tell them what to do if I suggested they put in an extra present, whether it's gloves or Raleigh's? Oh, no, Red. I think they might do it anyway. Yeah, I think they will, too. Hello, Red. Hiya, Harry. Say, did you like my party the oh, other night? Oh, yes. 
Everybody was talking movies. Did yeah. you see this picture? Did you see that picture? Yeah, I finally asked them if they'd seen my picture. What happened? <laughs> Darnest lull you ever heard. <laughs> well, say, what I want to know is, who spiked the punch? I did. You did? Yeah. What did you put in it? Spikes. <laughs> Well, you certainly must put on good parties, Red. Yeah, I'm known as the Basil Rathborn of Manhattan Beach. <laughs> Tell me, what else does the sponsor do? Well, you see, most of my furniture I got with Raleigh Premiums, you well, know, with yeah. the coupons. Uh, and every time anybody would lean on something, he'd rush over and say, careful, 200 coupons for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hurt his feelings, though. He said, let's do something exciting. What'd you say? I said, okay, let's go behind the barn and smoke corn silk. <laughs> Fine. That's a fine thing to say to a man who makes Raleigh cigarettes. Yeah, I realized that as soon as I opened my mouth. You did? <laughs> yeah, he washed it out with a Chesterfield. <laughs> who else was there, Red? <laughs> oh, Rita Hayworth. <laughs> Look at him sweating there, will you? <laughs> you see, that's not in here. <laughs> who else was there? Yeah. Well, Rita Hayworth, she was there alone and I was all alone, so I went over and said hello. What happened? I was still alone. <laughs> Say, did you notice the girl with the backless evening gown? She had two moles showing. Really? Yeah. Two moles? Yeah, and during the conga dance, they couldn't stand it, so they dug in. I had Mitch once. <laughs> you, you did, Gar? How'd you get rid of it? I took them off and put my shorts back on. <laughs> <clears throat> Somebody was wearing a terrific perfume. Oh, yeah, that was an extra girl from Republic. Say, what was it? Chanel number five? No, Lucky Tiger number seven. <laughs> I used to smell once. <laughs> Never mind that, Gar. Say, but tell me, uh, how did you enjoy the Halloween party? Did, uh, did you, uh, all those lanterns and stuff, do you like that? Lanterns? Yeah. Sad red. Yep. Reminded me of my girl. Did? She had lantern jaw once. <laughs> she did? Yes, and after I left her, she used to keep her face burning in the window. <laughs> Say, did you, did you see Virginia? You, you ain't got a chance getting out of the Navy yet, have you? <laughs> Say, uh, did you see Virginia O'Brien, the deadpan singer there? Boy, what long fingernails she's got. Really has, huh, right? Sure, I shook hands with her, and she was still outside parking the car. <laughs> Well, sir, I'm glad the sponsor had such a good time. Yeah, uh, he did, though. Every time he saw a movie star, his eyes would pop out of his head. Then Lana Turner walked in. What happened? My eyes popped out. Well, it was a nice party, Red, except yeah. I don't like the girl you brought. Why not? Well, she had a receding chin. So what? Her chin didn't recede so much, did it? Well, I don't know. When she had to put lipstick on, she had to do it from the back. <laughs> Well, I suppose she wasn't any too good-looking, but boy, what a figure. On the end, Slim Somerville, in the middle, Edward Arnold. Well, Red, I certainly enjoyed your party. Yeah. And the favors you gave the girls were wonderful. Oh, did you really like them, oh, Harriet? Oh, I really did. Who else would have thought of giving liquid garters for holding up liquid stockings? <laughs> Tell me, Red, did the sponsor pay all the bills? Yes, he did. Boy, he really splurged. He even sent out for some rare old wine. Some rare old wine? Sure. Huh? Have you ever heard of Napoleon Brandy? Sure. Yeah, well, the stuff we were drinking was Father Brown's tonic. 
15 men pick up. <laughs> you were in the hospital. Oh, you heard that joke too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I went there for a checkup. Oh, a checkup, uh, huh? Yeah. You know, it didn't do much good, though. That cute little switchboard operator is still in love with the intern. <laughs> you know, it's really a, a marvelous hospital. <laughs> it's really a marvelous hospital, though. They've got a great thing down there for keeping sick men happy. What do they call it? A nurse. <laughs> But I sure had fun down there, Truman. You had fun at the hospital? Sure. You see a lot of funny things down there. For instance, in one ward I visit, uh, there was a uh, little meek fella. He was pretty sick, and he had his wife with him. <laughs> oh, my head. My head's killing me. My head hurts. I thought it was your stomach. Where'd you get a pain in the head? I don't know. When did I meet you, Jerry? <laughs> Now, you listen to me. I told all my friends at the club it's your stomach. And if you cross me up and say it's your head, I'm going home to mother. Oh, my forehead, my forehead. Listen to me, you worm. It's your stomach that hurts. No, it's my head. It's your stomach. It's my head. Oh, it's my stomach. Well, make up your mind. I will if you'll take your foot off of it. There you go, always thinking of yourself. Here, put this pillow under your head. But, Angel, I don't want a pillow under my head. But I do. Here, lift it up. Okay. And let it down gently. Oh, my head. My head. Get up, you bum. You're on my hand. Yeah. Now, remember, I've told all my friends at the club that it was your stomach. And if you cross me up, you won't have any head left or stomach either. Uh, Angel, could I have some orange juice? I'll ring for the nurse. Orange juice? Yeah. I should say not. What became of that big basket of fruit I sent you? Well, if you'll take that mushmelon out of your mouth, I'll tell you. <laughs> say, did you notify the boss I wouldn't be to work today? Yes, and he said it'd be all right. Gosh, I hope he didn't put somebody else on my tub. <laughs> I told him you'd be there as usual tomorrow. But if they operate on me, I won't be able to go. Oh, bosh. My first husband was operated on, and he went to work that night. Oh, well, a gorilla. <laughs> what did you say? I take it back. I take it back. He was only a chimpanzee, wasn't he? Well, well, well. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And how's my little patient today? Well, Doc, it's my head. <clears throat> it's your stomach, dear. Remember? Your stomach. Oh, yeah. Right oh, stomach. so it's his stomach. Huh? Yeah. And just where does your stomach bother you? Right between my ears. <laughs> Between your ears. Yeah. And what are your ears doing down by your stomach? Well, it's handy. If I don't want to hear my wife, I just tighten my belt. <laughs> yeah, let me see now. Let's see your tongue. Yeah. Uh, further. Uh, further. Uh, further. Uh, Good night. It's turned plaid. That's my socks coming through now. <laughs> All right. Put your tongue back. I can't. It's stuck. Here. Here. I'll give the end a jerk. There it goes. 
isn't it a sunny day out? <laughs> Say, Doc, do you think you'll have to operate? What anesthetic do you use, Doctor? Ether? Uh, no, dear, they don't use ether anymore. The intern... <laughs> <laughs> The intern just leans over you and whispers in your ear, this year's income tax, this year's income tax. Well, we've checked the x-rays and we found out that it's your shoulder that's causing the trouble. Look, you weasel, you operate on his stomach. But, Angel, it's silly to operate on something that don't hurt. Well, how can I face my friends? I stay home all day bending over a hot magazine and now you double-cross me. <laughs> to the bone, and what do I get? Oh, when I think of all those men who wanted to marry me at one time. Yeah, too bad they all went back to Mars with Orson Welles, ain't it? <laughs> Malcolm, tell me the truth. If you had to do it all over again, would you marry me? Ain't I sick enough without answering that? Now look, you quack doctor, you operate on his stomach. I told the ladies at the club that that was what was going to happen, and it's his stomach or nothing. Okay, look, Doctor, keep peace in the family. Operate on my nothing, will you? Thank you, Malcolm. And I want you to know if anything happens to you, I'll kill myself. You will? Well, don't lie there smiling. Talk me out of it. Very well, I'll operate on his stomach. Give him the gas slowly now. <laughs> You better give him some more. He isn't quite asleep. He can't. You're only allowed four gallons, you know. <laughs> there, there. He's asleep. Now, this operation will take long. Just a few quick cuts here. Now, I'll sew it up and... There it is. All done. Look, he's coming, too. Oh, boy, I feel fine now. Is the operation over? All over, see? Oh, gee... Well, what's the matter? You tore my underwear. <laughs> Out west in the good old days, doctors really had it tough with characters like Deadeye, <laughs> the good old bad man around. So let's see what happened one day way back in the time. Doggone you, horse, you fool me. Why, Mr. Detta, I do believe you fell off your horse. It ain't true. I always get off my horse that way, head first. Save my rubber heels, you know. Maybe so, but you're getting awful run down at the head. <laughs> oh, Mr. Detta, I believe you busted your arm, too. Uh, I did not. Oh, didn't you? Nope. Well, then teach me how to scratch my elbow with a hand from the same arm. <laughs> Mr. Dedda, you better go and have your arm set over at the doctor. No, I don't want to have my arm set anyplace. I want to keep it right here with me. Say, wonderful, <clears throat> with my right arm useless like this, would you mind putting a streak of molasses going from the right side to the left side? What for? Well, I want to deter the flies over to where I can smack them. <laughs> You'd better get to the doctor, Mr. D. No, sir. My pappy never went to a doctor. He didn't even go to the time he got shot through the head and ankle with the same bullet. Now, how could he get shot through the head and ankle with the same bullet? He was biting his toenail at the time. <laughs> well, your arm is pretty bad, so I'm going to take you to my doctor. Can you stand up? It's my arm that's busted. What's that got to do if I can stand up or not? Well, my doctor's a horse doctor, and you'll have to walk in on all fours. 
Look, Bub, I ain't no horse. I know, that's all right. But just cover up your long ears and the doctor won't know the difference. <laughs> Look, how much does this doctor charge? Oh, uh, $2 for one arm and $3 for two arms. Yeah? Give me the butt of your gun, will you? Boy, I know a bargain when I see one. <laughs> Come on, let's go. I'll just tie my horse down here. <clears throat> Hold still, boy. Hold still! Hold still, will you? Well, lie still then, will you? <laughs> Come on, let's go over to the doctor's now. I got arms that dingle, dangle, dingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Hope that doc's got a mighty pretty nurse in a white coat. Yeah, I know what you mean. Man, when I was in the Central Avenue, lay you two to five, you don't make it, hospital. <laughs> <laughs> You should have seen a pretty girl I had. Yeah, what happened? I said to her, want to play post office? Yeah, what happened? She shoved a letter down my throat and slammed my lip. <laughs> Say, did you have a good doctor? Yes, sir. He performed an operation on me. I lost so much blood I was pale. What? You pale? Yep. Why, well, I had to hang around my own house for three days before they recognized <laughs> who it was. Well, look, wonderful... If that doctor... <laughs> well, it can't all be good, can it? <laughs> Look, wonderful, if that doc finds out I fell off my horse, I'll be laughed out of town. Oh, well, just tell him you was waving at a flying fortress, and he lowered his landing gear too soon. Mm. Okay, that might work. <laughs> Come on. Nice, quiet doctor's office, ain't it? Yeah, let's pull up a slab and sit down. <laughs> hey, you ever been in this doctor's office before, Wonderful? Yeah, I broke my arm once. You did? Yeah, I was shaking hands with a midget. Oh, you broke your arm shaking hands with a midget? That's silly. No, it ain't. It happened over at Lockheed inside the wing of a P-38. <laughs> Hello, Deadeye. Well, it's my old gal, Buckshot Annie. How come you the nurse here, huh? Well, the old one was putting a cast on a horse's busted leg and accidentally got her own leg in with it. Yeah? What happened? Well, now, whether she wants to or not, she runs every week at the Hylia racetrack. <laughs> well, what do you know about being a nurse? Nothing. But he don't know nothing about doctoring, so we come out even. Yeah. See, he gave me the snazzy uniform to wear. Yeah, look, it's even got writing on it. Before you hock, see doc. <laughs> Well, he's also a pawnbroker on the side. Yeah? Mm. Ought to warn you, Deadeye. He's a little old-fashioned, too. Old-fashioned? How? He expects to get paid. Oh, one of them dreamers, huh? <laughs> Say, while we's here, I think I'd better let the doc look at me, too. I think I broke my neck. Wonderful. You broke your neck? How'd you do it? Well, you see, I'm an airplane spotter near one of my folks' nudist colonies. Well, what happened? Oh, I tried to look in all directions at once. <laughs> Shh! Here comes the doc now. Well, well, and who have we here? This is, <laughs> did I, doctor? Howdy, uh, what's your name? Shh! Glad to know you, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Say, doc, I think I broke my arm. Is that so? Which one? The one laying on the floor there. <laughs> I'll have to examine you slightly. Open your mouth. Okay. Anybody got a new piece of bubble gum? 
That's fine. Now take your shirt off. Take my shirt off? Doggone, you know, I've had it on so long, I plumb forgot how it comes off. <laughs> Step up on the scale. Okay. <clears throat> Mighty powerful man, ain't it? Look at that. 230 pounds. Now take off your gun. 30 pounds. <laughs> Might be infection in that arm. Oh, gee, now, Doc, I don't want to die. Why not? Just had my shoes half so. <laughs> Dead eye, that arm of yours has to put, be pulled straight. Yeah. So I can set it. All right. I'm going to tie this rope to it with a hundred pound weight on the end and throw it out the window. Okay. Here it goes. All right. <laughs> well, you can always call me stubby. <laughs> don't, don't be silly, Dead Eye. That wasn't your arm. The rope just broke. Yeah. Besides, Dead Eye, you've insulted me. This would never, never have happened if you hadn't fell off your horse. That's a lie. He pushed me. Partner, <laughs> them's fighting words. I'm going to mow you down if you wasn't a friend of mine. I ain't no friend of yours. Don't tell me who my friends are. <laughs> Get out. No, no, you don't. You sound like that doctor I knew down in Texas. Poisoned three people and got their money. I was in Texas once. You were? Yeah, I was selling books down there. That ain't in here. <laughs> you were in Texas once, huh? Yeah, and I got lots of money. Yeah? And I ain't particular about what I prescribe for my patients. Uh-huh. I wonder if this could be the same guy. <laughs> you're darn tootin' I am. I come up here to get you because you're the only man who knows what happened. Look out, Dead Eye. He's got a gun. Don't worry your pretty little head about me, gal. I'm behind Wonderful. You ain't in a mo. <laughs> now, look, we'll shoot this out like gentlemen, Doc. I'll count three and... Oh, no. I hear you shoot when you say two. Oh, must be getting famous. <laughs> you know, I won't this time, so start reaching. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder why I even stopped to count at all. <laughs> Then we have Clem, the fellow from the country. <laughs> well, here I am. <laughs> On my way to see the doctor. Boy, am I worried. If I thought doctor, calling Dr. Gillespie would help me and do any good, I'd go see the picture. <laughs> I'm a little concerned over my eyes, too. Ever since I found out the lids are supposed to be on the outside. <laughs> Boy, and is my temperature high. It's about two points under the price of eggs. <laughs> well, here's Daisy Tune's house. Oh, look, she's got her victory laundry on the line. Three shorts and one long. <laughs> Well, look who's hanging from the second story clothesline. Daisy Jones' grandpa's hanging there by his teeth. Hiya, Gramp. How's your rheumatism? Oh, it's not so... Well, that's Gramp for you. Always open his mouth at the wrong time. Hello, Clem. Well, Daisy... 
a much lighter green than usual. Yeah, I'm sick. Water. Water. Give me some water, will you? Sure. Just a second. Oh. There you are. Oh. Thanks, guys. My hands were dirty. <laughs> you know, I think I got too much iron in my blood, Daisy June. What makes you think that? Well, every time I sit down, listen. Great balls of fire, rusty bones. Yep. Hey, why don't you sit all the way down? I can't. I can't get it out a second. <laughs> well, why don't you oil yourself? Well, I tried to get oil last night. Did you get well oiled? No. The saloon I go to, they don't serve civilians after 10 o'clock. <laughs> Say, you want some cider? Made no. it myself. No, that stuff you make, boy. Three drinks of that cider and you'll rattle like a Jap warship. You claim you're in bad shape. Here, take this pill. What kind of pill is that? I don't know, but we give it to the horse when she feels bad. Okay, I'll take the whole box. Here it goes. Here's a chaser for you. Well, what do you know? A cast iron stomach. Now, that wasn't so bad, was it, Tim? Well, was it? Well, don't stand there talking. Get busy and hitch me up. Oh, Clem, you're a moron. Yeah, but I'm homogenized. Come on, now. Let's go to the doctor's office. Okay, I'll start walking. Boy, it's a good thing I ain't a jitterbug, boy. Wake up the whole country, wouldn't it? Gee, Clem, you do have a lot of iron in your blood. Yes, I do. I went down to the iron, uh, the blood bank the other day, and they had to take it away from me with a welding torch. <laughs> you know, I'm the only guy in the world that can make spitballs with shrapnel in them. You mean it, Clem? You yeah. really got iron in your blood? I even got wire-haired legs. Gosh, Clem, does this blood condition run in your family? No, it just clinks. <laughs> You know, I never washed a dish in my life, and look what happens when I clap my hands together. <laughs> see, dish pan hands. Clem, you better go see a doctor. Yes, I should, huh? What for? I know all about doctoring myself. You know, a friend of mine once had a broken leg, and I said it perfect. Oh, he must have been very grateful, Clem. He sure was. As soon as his legs start knitting, he sent me sweater after sweater. <laughs> Not only that, I used to be a witch doctor. A witch doctor? Yeah. How come you give it up? There weren't enough sick witches. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be kind of careful how you handle that. <laughs> well, I hope you ain't real sick, Clem. Oh, I hope so, too. But last night, I kept breaking out into cold sweats all night long. What happened? I woke up this morning, I was clean. <laughs> and so was my 122 little brothers. Well, here we, we are at last. We all sit together in the same room. <laughs> here we are at the doctor's, Clem. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to go in, don't we? <clears throat> you go in first, Daisy June. I'm scared. Oh, Clem, are you going to just lie there like a big sissy? That I am, that I am. And you want me to marry you. Well, I wouldn't marry a man who's afraid to go into a doctor's office. You wouldn't? No. Well, I'll come down and see you at the old maid's home every Sunday. 
Well, all the same, Sam, I think you ought to see the doctor. Now, come on in. I don't know. I don't trust them doctors. My mother had to go to the hospital once. What happened? Well, here I am. <laughs> oh, Sam, come on. It's easy. You just open up the door and walk in. Okay, I'll open the door. I changed my mind. Sam, if you love me, you'll do it. Okay. I'll go in. My heart ain't in it, though. Maybe I'll come back Friday, hmm? Now, come on in and sit down. The doctors are working on a case. Mm. <laughs> I'd like to work on that case myself. Well, two this time, I see. Yeah, let me look at you. Good heavens, an emergency case. Anyone killed in the accident? There wasn't any accident. <laughs> there wasn't? No. My faces always look like a flying tiger. Doctor, there seems to be something wrong with Clem here. Yeah, I looked in the mirror this morning and I was upside down. No. Yeah. yeah, I was scared, but until I remembered to turn the mirror around the other way. <laughs> well, here, let me test you. You have your... to be nuts to enjoy that joke. Clem, let me test your reflexes. Test I'll... your reflexes. Yes, I'll just tap you with this hammer. I listen to the radio a lot, you know. <laughs> now to have a look down your throat. Open wide, please. Uh, 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 what is it, Doc? Very, very interesting. Hmm? Would you like to take a look too, Daisy Jean? Well, I don't mind if I do. Hey, could I take a look too? Oh, sure, sure. Come on, see it, mirror? Boy, what a throat. Well, what do you know? Look, it's like a bowling alley with one pin still standing. <laughs> and uh, one other thing, Clem, your tongue has a coat on it. My tongue's got a coat? Yes. Well, button it up. I feel a draft. <laughs> now I think I'll count your pulse. I already did. One on each wrist. Hey, Doc, can I put my clothes back on now? But, Clem, you haven't had your clothes off. Well, I wondered why my skin looks so threadbare. Uh, Clem, I want you to exercise a little for me. Stand up. Okay. Sit down. Sure. Stand up. Yeah. Sit down. Stand up. Hey, Sit wait down. a minute. Wait a minute. These pants ain't none too strong, you know. Stand up. Sit down. Stand up. Well, Clem, you heard him. Stand up. Clem, why don't you stand up? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Hey, what's the matter with him, Doctor? I really don't know. But uh, let's take his temperature anyway. Here, put this thermometer in your mouth. Okay. The whole thing? The whole thing. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, uh, there it goes. 90, 100, 110, 120. And the gentleman wins a Cupid dog. <laughs> Hey, Doc, wouldn't it be easy to take my temperature if you took the thermometer off the board? <laughs> See, that ain't in here. Uh, did the clock strike? Yeah, the clock okay. did. Oh, uh, pardon me, I've got to go now. Oh, ring the bell, will you? Clock, there it is. You'll excuse me, I've got to go now. What, in the middle of my ex examination? Sure, for a measly two bucks, I should miss Red Rider. Goodbye. Hey, you know, Daisy June, I don't trust that quack. Well, he's a little eccentric. 
But why don't you take this medicine he give you anyway? Not me. Come on outside. We'll try it on the pig first, huh? Here, piggy, 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 piggy. Here, pig, now just swallow this and we'll see what happens. See what I tell you, pork chops. about the drunk that wa- walked into a, into a wake. This drunk walks into a wake, see, and uh, everybody's sitting around, and this, this drunk comes in, and he walks over to the piano. <laughs> he knelt down, and he blessed himself, and he looked at him, and he says, I don't know who you are, brother, but you certainly got beautiful teeth. <laughs> that was Ozzy Nelson and his orchestra playing Rochote. <laughs> Then we have a lady and her little boy. Junior. <laughs> Junior's getting so mean she can't handle him, so she, she can't handle him. So she's going to take him to a child psychiatrist. So, Harriet, you be my mother, and I'll be the mean no kid. Now, Junior, stay out of the painter's way. I ain't doing nothing. I just sat in here waiting for him to get up on his ladder. <laughs> And then what? I ain't saying, but you better have his landing gear down. Now, Junior, I want you to stay out of his way. I ain't doing nothing to help me. I'm just going to be a good boy. Hey, Painter, is you up there okay? Yes, yes, I'm all the way up. Good. Down you come. What happened? Well, I thought the painter was up on the ladder. I guess he didn't pay union dues. Uh, pardon me, lady, but what color do you want the living room painted? Well, why don't you finish it off in red? I got it half done already. Oh, Junior, you didn't. Yes, I did. If you don't believe me, look. Just like a gas station. Oh, Junior, you get into the other room. Aren't you going to smack me? No, what's the use? That's what I say. Of course, it will make you feel better. You can go ahead and beat me brain out if you want to. Knock me head off. I don't care. Junior, are you in that candy dish again? I cannot tell a lie with a mouthful. Yeah. Didn't I tell you about becoming flabby from too many sweets? Yeah. Didn't I warn you about that and point out what would happen? Yeah. And then you took the spot you pointed out and beat it with a hairbrush. I go in the other room. I don't. Well, here I am, all alone. All by me little self. Early this week, too. <laughs> oh, it must be me day to paint. Every room got a paint bucket and a brush. Well, now, let me see. Oh, there's Gramps' picture. 
little old-fashioned, too. That's old-fashioned. I think I'll pep it up. I'll just climb up on the mantelpiece and I'll slap here, slap there. He slap everywhere, slap everywhere, slap everywhere, slap, slap. Oh, McDonald had a Junior, what are you doing? What'd you do, blow your hand off, Mom? What are you doing? I'm fixing Grandpa's picture. Fixing it? Yeah. Well, Grandpa hasn't got eyes in the back of his head. He's got eyes there. Look at him. Just put him down myself. I guess he must have, because he catches me so often. Oh, dear, and what happened to the horse that was in the picture? Oh, I got rid of that. He's riding a Douglas bomber now. <laughs> Junior, give me that paintbrush. Okay, Give here. it to me. Catch it. Don't throw it! Oh, sorry, Mom. Hit you right in the mush, didn't I? <laughs> Why do you do such silly things? Could have been... Could, would have been black paint. You could have said, Mammy. <laughs> Did you hear me? I said, Why do you do such silly things? I don't know. Maybe it's because my right hand lets me left hand know what it's doing. All me widow body is buddies, you know. Well, I'm going to find out what's the matter with you. Yeah. I'm taking you to Dr. Roy Del Ruth, the famous child psychiatrist. Psychiatrist? What that? Well, that's a doctor who looks in your mind and sees what's going on. Hey, can I see too? No, Junior. You're too young to see what's going on in your mind. <laughs> he improves your mind. Boy, he's going to have slim pickings with me, won't he, Mom? <laughs> Hey, I ain't going to the hospital. Call the ambulance. Get one with a whistle. Oh. A psychiatrist doesn't have an ambulance. Well, I ain't going to ride on a scooter. Okay, come on. Okay, okay. We head off to the doctor. He's going to look at me gizzard. We going Now, Junior, don't run. You might Stop fall and hit your head on the sidewalk, and then the city will sue us. <laughs> oh, my. Look at the traffic. You'd never know there was a shortage of gas and rubber. No. I will blow me little police whistle and stop the traffic so we can cross the street. <laughs> Look at that Chevrolet snuggle up to that Buick. You're going to get it. Oh, oh, my vaccination, my vaccination. Stop yelling. You've never even been vaccinated. Oh, my vaccination. Oh, me widow hands, me widow hands. Don't tell me I never had a haircut. Well, here we are at the doctor's office. Now, come inside and don't slam the door. Okay, I will close it very carefully. Yeah. Why, Junior, that's wonderful. Yeah. I can hardly believe it. Neither can I. I'm going back and slam it. There, now I feel better. I feel better. Hey, look at all the magazines. Ooh, look, an Esquire. Oh, Junior, put that down. <laughs> put that down. You know you can't read. Who cares? Esquire. <laughs> oh, Mommy, look in the chair over there. There's a man with a hatchet sticking out of the top of his head. Oh, yes. He probably wants to see the doctor about something. Well, I don't know why you brung me here today, Mom. <laughs> Night egg, wasn't it, Mom? I don't know why you brung me here. I've been awful good today. Good? Yeah. Why, you upset all the breakfast dishes, you spilled paint on all the rugs, you bit the mil ma milkman, and you threw a flower pot on a salesman's head. I know. I've been kind of busy. I know that. Oh, <laughs> uh, good afternoon, madam. Good afternoon. My, what a nice little boy. Oh, doctor, I wish you'd help me with Junior. I can't do a thing with him. Well, what seems to be the trouble? Hydrophobia. 
hydrophobia. Yeah, a good dash of it, of course. Not much. The little fella's spoofing, of course, isn't he? Yeah. Ouch, my leg. He bit my leg. That'll teach you to pet strange children. <laughs> cute little fellow, isn't he? Yeah, cute little fellow, ain't I? Hey, come on, examine me and get it over with. I got I, a lot of I, stuff to break. I wish you could tell me. <laughs> I wish you could tell me what is wrong with Junior. I simply can't do a thing with him. You know why she can't do a thing with me? No. She watches me too much. That's why. Hey, come on, Doc. Examine me and get me get it over with. Get it over uh, with. Look, Junior, in my work, I don't examine little boys. I just talk to them man to man. You want to talk man to man? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Got any good phone numbers? <laughs> ah, that's no fun. Come on, examine me. Examine me or I will go home. Very well. I'm going to humor you now. Yeah. All right, stick out your tongue, Junior. Why, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> Yet. Junior, stick out your tongue. Why, it's cozy where it is. <laughs> okay, how will you have it, Doc? With or without sound? Well, you're... You're perfectly healthy, Junior. Now, let me ask you some questions. Okay. Now, Junior, if I had a gold watch and you had a gold watch, and I took your gold watch away, what would I have? A bloody nose. (laughs) Junior. But I will kick you right in the face with me widow foot. Junior, I know you're only spoofing me, but let me ask you, do you ever have any funny dreams? Yeah, last night I dreamed that Superman and Flash Gordon had a fight. Yeah. Flash Gordon hit Superman, and Superman put on his cape, and he butted around his head a couple of times, and they fought, and they fought, and they fought. They almost killed each other. Well, who won? Nobody. Little orphan Annie made him stop. She did, huh? Yeah, she smacked him with little Abner. What other dreams have you had lately? Well, the other night I dreamed I was growing up, married, and had a little boy just like me. Then what happened? I woke up screaming. (laughs) Junior, tell me something about your life. Well, first I was born. I guess you were too, wasn't you? Some doubt. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that too. <laughs> well, I look up, I look up, and I and I see two men holding me pop up. See? And he's handing out Raleigh cigarettes right and left. He couldn't afford cigars, you know. We poor. We don't have much. <laughs> then the next thing I knew, somebody picked me up and put a three-cornered zoot suit on me. <laughs> How about your hero, Junior, the man you want most to be like? Uh, that's easy, Popeye. Ah, Popeye eats yeah. spinach. Do yeah. you eat your spinach? I wouldn't touch the stuff with a ten-foot pole. I can't understand him. We've always had a perfectly normal home life. Yeah. That was, uh, B.J. B.J.? Yeah, before Junior. <laughs> Look, madam, I'll try a little test on him to see which coin he'll take. Now, Junior, I have here in my hand a nickel and a dime. Yeah. Which one do you want? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Which one would you like? Uh, let's see. Let's uh, see. Uh, you see, if he's normal, we'll, he'll take the nickel because it's bigger. I tell you what, mister, I'll match you for it. 30 cents or nothing. <laughs> I think we should test his willpower. Junior, yes? you step out into the other room for just a moment, will you please? Okay, I'll do that for you. Gee, look at all these glass cases out here. Boy, I'd give me left arm for a rock right now. Maybe I could push it over against the radiator. Junior, did you break something? Meow, meow. Oh, that darn cat follows us everywhere we go. It always works, it always works. Doctor, tell me. What's wrong with him? Not a thing is wrong with him. When he starts to do something, don't yell at him. Just pretend you don't care, and when he sees that you don't, he'll stop. 
Hey, what's going on in here? Why, nothing, Junior. Now, you tell me what's going on in here, or I will tell. You'll tell what? I will tell everybody you was kicked out of the wax because you're so wacky. <laughs> Come over here, Junior. Here are some matches, a slingshot, a rock, a hammer, and a bucket of tar. I believe I've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> Boy, what a picnic that you're going to be. Now, Junior, I want you to take them, all of them, and do whatever you want with them. You feel all right, mister? I'm going to let you... I'm going to lie down here and pretend that I'm asleep. Yeah. All right? Go ahead, Junior. Okay. You mean it's all right? Perfectly all right. Oh, I get it. Trying to spoil me fun, huh? No, no, go ahead, do something. Hit me with that nice big rock you have there. No, I think of something else. I think of something else. Go ahead, throw that tar over me. No, no. All right then, Junior, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Boy, what a boring day this has turned out to be. You see, I proved my point. Just don't <laughs> yell at him, and everything will be all right. Now's me, chance. <laughs> Oh, great, Scott, my priceless antique lamp. Oh, boy, I am hot now, boy. Junior! Junior, stop it! There's another window you won't have to watch, mister. Boy, where's that slingshot now? Give me that. Give me that. Don't point it at me. A bullseye. Now I'll set fire to the joint. Where's the match? Junior! Oh, hot dog, boy, I am really jiving today. I will make another bullseye. If you do, you get a whipping. Yeah, I'm going to get it anyhow. So I do it. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. The rock ricocheted and hit Junior. Junior, speak to me. Are you hurt? I hope so. I mean, put him on the couch. Oh, he's out cold. Or maybe he's just playing possum. No, no, he's out. No child could act like that. They don't know me very well, do you, boy? <laughs> Well, guys, that does it for Mr. Red Skeleton in his performance on the show for this morning. Please join me later on tonight, guys, as I bring to the show Mr. Edward G. Robertson in the 1931 and 90th anniversary of the movie Frankenstein. And join me either later on tonight or tomorrow morning as I bring back to the show, Mr. Miss Nancy Kelly. And join me tomorrow night, guys, as I bring to the show, Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. And join me in the coming weeks, guys, as I bring such stars as Mr. Edward G. Robertson, Mr. Bob Hope, Miss Agnes Moorhead, Mr. Jack Benny, and many others. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe, guys. Thank you to everyone who has listened and subscribed to my podcast so far. I really do appreciate it. Please bear with me, guys, as I bring these shows to you, as I do my research in the coming weeks. And join me next month 
And stay tuned for next month as I bring back our Christmas Spectacular Part 2. But join me for those episodes in the coming weeks, guys. And thank you to everyone who has listened and subscribed to my podcast since last year. I really do appreciate it, guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful and awesome day. And thanks for listening. Have a great day, guys. And always remember to enjoy the show. Thanks.